Welcome to the Bigger Pockets Money Podcast, show number 330, Finance Friday Edition, where we interview Dan Sheeks and my daughter, Claire Jensen, and talk about the ultimate teen money hack for parents. The authorized user on a credit card is an amazing hack to start the teenager uh, with, a, with a good credit score before they turn 18. Um, having money conversations, involving them in paying the household bills before, before the strategy we've talked about today is implemented. They should be involved with some of the decisions for the household budget. They should be clicking the mouse to pay the, the bills every month. Um, talk to them about budgeting. Have them start tracking their income and expenses, even if it's, you know, as a teenager, not a lot of money's coming in and out. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Mindy Jensen, and today is a family affair plus Dan. My husband, Carl, is here today. You know him from 1500days.com and from the Mile High Fi podcast. Woohoo! Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> that sounds weird. It's early. I, my brain is not working yet. I don't know what to say. I'm kind of, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> I think it was perfect, Carl. Thank you, Dad. One person appreciates me. Claire, yeah. what did you think of my intro? <laughs> I think that this is going fabulously so far. <laughs> it gets better, I swear. And also sitting beside me is my lovely 15-year-old daughter, Claire Jensen. Hi. <laughs> Carl and I are here to make financial independence less scary, less just for somebody else, to introduce you to every money story, because we truly believe financial freedom is attainable for everyone, no matter when or where you're starting. Remember when you had to pay to get a lead's phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high-quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal Do Not Call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to financial guidance, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When Mindy and I want to upgrade our wallets, we turn to NerdWallet. Scott's right. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, Mindy and I were paying for vacations in cash, missing out on miles, and not even knowing what we're leaving on the table. But now we're flying through the skies for free, thanks to our new cards with more miles and upgrades than ever. So if you want more travel rewards, hotel upgrades, or airport lounge access, no matter where you go next, let NerdWallet help you make it happen with a killer travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval, and terms of each credit card issuer apply. Scott is not here. That kind of rhymes, so I get to read the next part. 
whether you want to retire early and travel the world, go on to make big time investments in assets like real estate, start your own business, or teach your children how to handle their finances, will help you reach your financial goals and get money out of the way so you can launch yourself towards your dreams and more dinosaurs. <laughs> I like dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, today's episode is for you and your teen. Dan Sheeks is the teen authority, the author of First to a Million, A Teenager's Guide to Achieving Early Financial Freedom. And he recently spoke at Camp Fi Rocky Mountain, which is a weekend retreat for that kind of travels around the country for like-minded people where there are several speakers over the weekend. Dan's talk was about teaching your teen about money, and it blew me away. I instantly thought two things. Number one, I want to do this with my kids. And number two, I want to get Dan on the show to talk about this method. So Dan Sheeks, welcome back to the Bigger Pockets Money Podcast. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. I, I can't do uh, a Carl Jensen intro, but I'll do my best. <laughs> well... You don't have that dinosaur thing going on. You have to really work at it to sound as bad as me, Dan. <laughs> so, Dan. I'll keep practicing. Dan, when you were giving your talk at Camp Fi, I poked Carl and I said, I want to do this with Claire. I want to do this with our kids. Daphne is 12. I think she's a little too young for this. Why don't you share your concept like a high level and then we'll get into it a little bit deeper? Yeah, the high level version. Um I call the method the ultimate teen money hack for parents, meaning that this is something parents can can uh, use with their their teenagers, and it's it's I think the best way to introduce your children to money, how it works, how to handle it, um, how to be responsible with money while they're still still in your household, so they're still under your supervision, under your control. You can monitor the situation. And so then when they leave your house, they are good to go. They understand money. They're responsible. They have good habits set in place versus whatever, what everyone else does, um, including pretty much everybody I know. The, the teen graduates from high school. They go off to college or elsewhere, and then they start learning how to handle their money as an adult, and things don't always go well, should we say. So um, this is a, a strategy to help eliminate those problems. Dan, where were you? 25 years ago, or how long ago was I in college? A long time ago, but I came out of college with $60,000 in debt, and a lot of that was credit card debt. Not not a lot, but over 10000 So, um, Dan, if we could just go back Same. in time. If, after, after you're done with this, if you could invent a time machine, we'll go back, and then you can set me yeah. right. I'd be far better off right now. Uh, and Dan, how about you? I, I was the same way. I graduated college with lots of student loan debt and continued to rack up more, by the way. Um, I'm working on that time machine, and if, if I can make it work, not only will I not take out student loans, I'll be buying lots and lots of real estate back in my 20s. I, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I will invest in that syndication deal. Okay, so Dan, how does your system work? Yeah, so to get into the nuts and bolts, uh, I won't go into every single detail. Um, I will say this, at the end, if, the, if there are parents listening or people who who know someone who might be interested in, in a, a detailed PDF. I'll give my email address and people can shoot me email and I have something I can send them. Um, but uh, so this is a way to get your teenagers um, in a place where they're responsible and they're comfortable and they're confident with money before they leave your household. So uh, you're basically going to give them full responsibility of their finances 
while they're still in your house. And I, and it's almost full responsibility, right? I would say like 90%, um, because they are, you know, still teenagers and, uh, they still probably do need some supervision and definitely some training. So, uh, the plan is completely adjustable, customizable. So as I lay it out here today, everyone should just keep in mind that, um, you can make tweaks, you can make changes, you can do things differently. You can change as you go through it. It doesn't have to be exactly the way I lay it out right now. Um, but to begin, a parent would, you know, the, the best idea is to start tracking the spending that you as a parent do uh, or, or, or the money you spend on your child. Um, everything from food, clothing, uh, school expenses, uh, insurance, they're, they're part of the cell phone bill, everything that you spend on your child. Now, that might be eye-opening and that, that might be kind of surprising if, if you start adding up all the money. But it also includes uh, annual costs. So like if they go to a summer camp or you know, once a year if they have uh, some, some other expense, that should be included in, in the tracking. So the, the goal is, as a parent, to have a very, uh, not exact, but a very good idea of how much money do I actually spend on, let's say in this case, Claire, in a given year, because what you're going to do then is divide that by 12, and you're going to give your, your teenager a stipend, a monthly stipend that they then use to pay their expenses. And we'll get, we'll get into how that works. But um, one of the other ways to prepare is that I would definitely have a savings account and a checking account set up for your teenager. Um, if they're under 18, then that would be a joint account, which is super easy to do if they're 18 you could just have them open up their own account, but you might want to help them do that. So they're going to have their own checking and savings account. Once you figure out how much that monthly stipend, and by the way, I don't like to call it a stipend. I like to call it a paycheck because the idea here is that you're training them that they are going to once a month get this paycheck deposit, direct deposited into their checking account. And what that looks like is that the parent just transfers the money into their checking account, let's say on the first of the month, every month. Um, you can do it twice a month too, if you want and just divide it by two. But, uh, so they're going to get, you know, quote unquote, their, their paycheck deposit into their checking account. And then they are responsible for budgeting that money to pay all their bills throughout the month. And a lot of those bills they pay are simply going to be them transferring back to their parents, the money for, let's say food, cell phone bill, health insurance, uh, possibly rent, if you want to throw that in there too. So that's kind of what, look, what it looks like in a nutshell. Um, now, I've, I've, I've seen it done different ways where the, some parents will say uh, you know, to their teen, you're going to pay for all of your expenses except for housing. So maybe they don't charge them rent or you're going to pay for all your expenses except we will still pay for any food you eat in the house. <clears throat> but any food you eat at school or at a restaurant, even if you're out with us at a restaurant, that's going to be coming out of your account. Um, but again, it's flexible. You can do it however you want. Um, and so they are responsible for paying all of their bills. If they'd happen to have like a part-time job where they have some other source of income um, or a different revenue stream, and, and you kind of know they, they make $200 a month from their part-time job, then you should include that in the calculation of how much their monthly stipend slash paycheck should be because I think it's even more powerful when the teenager realizes that when they pay every bill, part of that money is money that they've earned and, and it teaches them the value of the dollar. So 
um, if they do have a part-time job or some other, you know, source of revenue, then incorporate that into, don't just let them keep all that, have them use some of that to pay their bills. Um, and then, so every month they're paying their, their share of the bills. They're, they can use their debit card in their checking account to buy things on their own. If they go out to Chipotle or Jimmy John's debit card, um, they can transfer money back and forth to parents, depending on the bills themselves. Uh, now, as a, as a parent myself, here's, here's some extra things I would throw into that. I would teach them that when that monthly paycheck comes in to their checking account from you, that they first pay themselves first. Um, so they get trained that, you know, if, if that, and let's just make some easy numbers here, if that's $1,000, that X percent of that is going to go into maybe their savings account for some future investment or their future self, right? So teach them to pay themselves first right out of the gate with this system. Teach them what a weekly expense looks like monthly expense, yearly expense, and how they need to budget for that. So if the sports camp costs $1,000, they should be putting away X amount of dollars per month so that when that expense comes up in, let's say, July, that they have the money to pay for it. They need to plan ahead for that annual expenditure that might be a big number. Um, They should also create an emergency fund. Perhaps that's a second savings account. They're putting money into that until they have, you know, three to six months of their, of their expenses saved up. Um, they can think about long-term savings for family vacation or investing or giving. You know, if they, Do they want to donate any of this money? And then their own fun and entertainment, um, budgeting for that stuff. So <clears throat> they will be paying for everything. If the family goes out to a restaurant, let's say they go to Applebee's and they're sitting down, they're separate checks, right? So the teenager is going to order menus, items off the menu, knowing that at the end of the meal, they're going to pay for their check with their debit card and their parents aren't going to cover it. This you know, will, will create a situation where they start looking not just at the menu items, but the prices and they'll start asking themselves, is this $6 dessert worth it? Am I, am I really willing to spend $6? Because it's mine. And if I don't spend it, I get to keep that $6. So it forces them, you know, clothing, looking at, do I want the name brand clothing versus maybe something from a low-end store or even, even a secondhand store. Um, they should pay their share of the utilities, their share of the cell phone bills, school supplies, toiletries. Um, if they have a car, then they should be taking care of all their car expenses, the maintenance, the gas, the insurance. Uh, they pay for their haircuts, their gym membership, everything is but as a parent you're giving them enough money right the the idea is that they're not going to run out you're giving them enough money and you're allowing them to teach themselves how to budget and the last thing i'll say as a parent and this is maybe the most important is you have to be able to let them make mistakes don't rescue them before the mistake so if they spend more than that's in their account let them do that and feel what it's like to pay a fee to the bank because they overdraw in their account. If they miss a payment and it's late, and as a parent, you could have due dates for some of your bills, then they have to pay you know, a, a, char- a surcharge for that late payment and let them feel what it, what it, you know, what it feels like to, to have to pay an extra $20 because they forgot to pay it on time. If they're learning these lessons in the house before they're out in the real world, then you as a parent can monitor and make sure everything is going well. And last thing I'll say is that if they do run out of money, the idea isn't that they're, 
they're not going to be able to buy the things they need. You as a parent could, you know, you could step in and, and you know, I, I recommend giving them a, a, a short-term loan. So maybe you loan them $500 with some interest so they can feel how that works um, so that they can pay their bills for that month and then they need to, you know, budget for paying back that loan in the following months. So that's kind of the down and dirty idea. And uh, yeah, if you have questions, we can go into it. Oh, we have questions. (laughs) I love this. The reason that I love this is because, like Carl said, when he turned 18, he went to college and it was just like, here you go, you turn them loose. And what happens? You get on campus. I think they've changed this now, but we're old. You get on campus and they're like, hey, would you like a free t-shirt? Sign up for this credit card. And now you're in debt for tens of thousands of dollars for a free stupid t-shirt that you don't even wear. You sleep in it maybe, or, you know, do you still have that t-shirt, Carl? No. (laughs) I have the Frisbee though. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, So you've mentioned debit card. One thing that the FI community really goes nuts over is credit cards and credit card points. Can you do you have any guidance on credit cards with points attached? I know because she's 15, she can't get a credit card. Um, I know this because I tried to get a credit card for her because they sent her an application. And they're like, why did you fill this out? She can't get one until she's 18. I'm like, well, you sent it to me. Yep. Um, so we might do like a joint card with her as an authorized user. Do you have any comments on that? Yeah, do it. Absolutely. Um, I didn't mention that, but if, yes, you, you nailed it. If they're under 18, then I would open up a uh, credit card account that's, you know, technically it's in the name of the parent, but you add the teenager as an authorized user and they're the only ones that use it, right? So they get their own credit card with that account with their name on it. They can use the credit card. They can start to see and learn what it feels like to build up points. Um, as and, and then also, and this is a bonus, a huge bonus, not many people know this, but even though they're a minor at that point, uh, most of the time, those credit card payments, if they're using it, those monthly, hopefully on-time credit card payments will build the minor's credit score and credit history even though they're not 18 yet, and then that will carry over into their adult life. So um, I think a credit card is, is a great way to go, but I would make sure it's a, it's a separate account that the parent never uses, only the teenager. Yeah, and an added bonus for that is because Carl and I have 800 plus credit scores, once she turns 18, our credit score, because she's an authorized user on our card, kind of transfers to her. So she'll be 18 years old with an 800 credit score. It's it's not as hard as you think to get a high credit score when you're young. I have many members in my community that have done it in the first year to two years after turning 18. Their credit scores are in the upper 700s. Even though their history is short, everything on the report, everything on their history is is solid. They're making on-time payments and, and they're managing it well. Um, but if you do make one mistake when you're young, it, it has a much more significant hit to your score than than an adult. There's one thing I really, really like about this strategy, and I, I'll back up a second. I talked a little bit about my big money mistake on episode 335 of Bigger Pockets. Is money is that correct, Mindy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was it was episode 335, and when I was after I had my first job, it wasn't too long after that that the Great Recession came, and what I did is I I stopped investing. So at the best possible time to invest money, the stock market was on sale. I freaked out. And stopped. And that was a big mistake that I'll eventually 
cost me probably millions of dollars if I live long enough. So the thing I really like about this, Dan, is this gives them an opportunity to make the mistake when it's not going to be that bad. If you're 15 and you get your stipend or payment on the first of the month and you go to the mall and go crazy and blow it all and you have to get a loan, that's something that a lot of people might not learn until they're in their 20s. But this is an opportunity to do it when you're 15 or 16 or 14 and by the time you're in the real world and a real functioning human adult, you're going to be set. You're going to have it figured out. Uh, well, you might not have it completely figured out, but you'll be in better shape than most. I agree. And I'll add this to it. So, you know, Carl and Mindy, your two daughters, which I need to say this, by the way, um, we all got to hang out at Camp Fi. I met Claire and Daphne and we hung out and they were great with my son, Callum, Um your daughters, and Claire, don't let this go to your head, but your daughters are amazing. Um, they are super mature, uh, you know, well-rounded, awesome young women. If, and I mean this, if my son Callum turns out to be half as amazing as your daughters, I'll be very, very happy. They're awesome kids. And they have the benefit of having Carl and Mindy Jensen as parents. So without a doubt, these two, you know, your Claire, I don't want to talk about you, you're here. Claire and Daphne are, are ready to implement this strategy. I don't have any doubt. But I would say to other parents, don't just throw your child into this you know, as the only thing you ever have done. This needs to be preceded by many con- money conversations and other things that you do in your household, including them in the household bills and budget and stuff. I wouldn't just do this out of the gate. This is kind of like, like I said, it's the ultimate teen money hack. So it needs to be kind of the finale of when they're with you at home to uh, before, you, before you send them out into the real world. The other, I'll make one other quick comment. The other thing I really like about this is not that my children do this, but if they decided they wanted to stay in the shower for an hour, uh, they're going to pay for that. They're going to directly see the results. And I'm not quite sure how to meter that. Maybe a device on the shower. I don't know either. A yeah. timer like, Claire, hit the timer when you start. Claire, you don't do this. But I know other people who have kids who this is an issue with. And uh, sure, you could take that hour shower if you want. But guess what? You're going to pay for it. It's an extra five bucks. Yep. Yeah. Way to save money. <laughs> Don't take. I'll just not shower. Does that work? Ew, no. <laughs> okay, now we're just getting kidding. into super lean fire. <laughs> just kidding. Well, that brings up a good point because Claire just said she would just not shower, which. Uh, isn't really an option, but what you will find when, when, you know, when your teenagers are going through this, this system is that they will start finding ways to be frugal that will, I I think, impress you. So, um, you know, not showering every day, (laughs) hopefully isn't one of those, but, you know, being more selective at a restaurant, uh, you know, I think if, if the parent does decide to, uh, in, to not charge them, I don't know if that's the right word, for the food they eat in the household. It's really difficult to estimate how what the value of the food they, they eat in the household is. Because if you did, the teenager is just going to sneak down in the middle of the night, eat everything in your fridge, and then you know not tell you about it. So usually parents will just say, anything you eat in the house is is free. And if that's the truth, then you might see you know your teenager start packing a lunch for high school as they go to school instead of going out to lunch or eating in the cafeteria and paying because that saves them money, right? So you'll start to see, you know, changes in the way they they purchase things, fund things, clothes, because they know that if they don't spend that money, it's theirs. They get to keep it. Um, and that's a different feeling than, you know, 
mom and dad just buy everything I need and I don't get to keep anything left over. Uh, to be clear, the not showering thing was a joke. I've met her. That's not <laughs> yes. going to happen. Uh, but Claire, what questions do you have about this plan? And what do you think of this plan? First off, I love it because like, I think it was probably when I was two, like ever since I was two, I wanted independence. So this yes. is a fun way to experience it while also having it be like preparation for the real world, which I think is fun. I don't know. It feels like like growing up in a five family, it just feels like a really fun game and <laughs> because I've been prepared for like the future my whole life, so... You know. Claire, do we ever talk about money in our house? All day, every day. <laughs> do you know what an index fund is, Claire? Yes. Do you know what the value of Tesla stock is or the current state of the S&P 500? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> roughly. Good. She passed the quiz. Good. Claire, do you have any questions for Dan? or? So I have a couple questions. The first one is like, what happens if my parents want to go on a vacation? Because I went to Europe earlier this summer with my school trip and I had to pay for the whole thing or my portion of it because like that was a trip that I chose to go on, but I feel like my parents usually choose to go on trips. So do I get allotted more money for that? Do I have to pay for it from my own allowance? Do we calculate that into the yearly fund? Like, how does that work? Good question. So you're talking about a, a vacation that the family is planning to go on? Yep. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my 9-to-5 job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we hosted on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com 
can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. What if I told you that I, Mindy Jensen, the queen of budgeting, the personal finance fanatic, sometimes forgot to cancel my subscriptions? I know, it's horrible. $10 here, $15 there. My useless subscription bills could have taken my whole family out to dinner multiple times. Rocket Money can make all that subscription sadness suddenly vanish. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. You can see all your subscriptions in one place and cancel money-sucking subscriptions with a tap. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash bpmoney. That's rocketmoney.com slash bpmoney. rocketmoney.com slash bpmoney. Saving for a down payment, a wedding, or just looking for extra money to invest? Monarch Money turns your budgeting woes into wins. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best budgeting app overall. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash pockets. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to manage your money like a pro. Add a partner or family member to your account for no extra cost, so combined finances become a breeze. Customize your budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions, and more. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash pockets. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash pockets for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, so (laughs) in my mind... Uh, this is how I would do it as a parent. I would set it up this way. I would say, Claire, we are going to Disney World in June. And you're going. Uh, <laughs> but as you know, you are going to pay for your, your slice of that vacation. And we've, we have built that into the stipend. Um, you know, most families don't, you know, they take a vacation every, a big vacation every year. Or it's, you know, it's somewhat consistent. So, Claire then on that vacation would pay for her own airfare, her slice of the hotel, her own admission ticket to Disney World, her, you know, her souvenirs, her food in the park, and her, you know, her her bill in the restaurants that they go to. <clears throat> if as a parent and and you know, I think it's great to have any discussions about money are are advantageous. So, if if the Disney World vacation was going to be more expensive than the average, then I think the parent and teen should sit down and say, all right, um, this is going to be way more expensive than what I was budgeting for or what we had thought about. So parents, I, I need a little extra money for this vacation. Um, can you, you know, uh, can you give me a little extra in the next three or four months so I can save up for this vacation that's more expensive than the average, average one we take? And the parents might come back and say, well, we'll give you a little bit extra, but... To earn more, I, I want to see some more 
chores around the house or some more, uh, you know, clean up the backyard or something like that. And then we'll pay you some extra money to help you afford your vacation to Disney World because you are going. At Camp Five, someone asked the same question and <clears throat> there were teenagers there. And I think it was Sarah Grace said, well, what if I just don't want to go? <laughs> what if I just say I don't want to go to Disney World and I get to save all that money? And I, I mean, that's not the point. Family vacations are important. So as a parent, I would say, well, you're going and you're paying for your share. But as you know, together have the conversation to find out what's the what's the best way to to plan and, and budget and and give them the money that they would need to actually pay for it. Okay. I did think that was funny that they both had the same first question. <laughs> I don't know what that says about all teenagers that they would even consider not going on vacation with their family to save a couple thousand bucks. But <laughs> it's probably not a bad thought to have. Bye kids. They're <laughs> They're a whole other brand. Um, so I had another, excuse me, I had another question that was like I kind of thought of while you were talking about that. Um, do we still get paid for chores around the house? I think so, yeah. Uh, okay. Anything, yes, anything that you're doing around the house um, that's extra, I think, yes, you should get paid. But if if the if the family's doing an allowance, I think that would go away. You know, just like a set allowance, no matter what, because that would be part of the stipend or paycheck, if you will. Claire, I've got some big construction projects coming up. If you if you would like to learn how to tile or frame or even run run electricity, I'm very safe. Um, I've only shocked myself a couple times. You'll be safe. You can earn extra money. Okay, first how do you feel of all, about that? I would love to learn how to tile. Second of all. I got, I've gotten electrocuted by my light switch before, so. Shocked. Electrocuted is different. Whatever. I got shocked by my light switch. Yeah, that was my fault. I didn't put the switch plate cover on in time. Yeah, yeah. Just don't touch the hot wires. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, back to the questions. Yeah. Um, what happens if there's money left over at the end of the month? Like, do we, or year, however, whatever, uh, like segment you're paying it in. Like, do we just get to keep that and put it in our savings? Um, well, assuming, so when you say money left over, I'm going to assume that that is money left over after you've put money away for what you know are your annual um, expenses. So if there's a sports camp in the summer and it costs 500 bucks, um, you're putting you know a little bit of money away every month. So when that that sports camp comes up, you have the money to pay for it. So if you have already allotted for all of your big annual expenses and their money, there's money left over, awesome, it's yours. You, as a teenager, get to decide what you do with that money. It can go into savings, it can go into an investment, it can go into a new snowboard or a new video game or some a, a, a really nice dinner out with your boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, if there's money left over, that's, yeah, it's yours. You get to do what you want with it. Cool. I like that plan. It could go into your emergency fund so that you could continue to save for these big expenses. The amount of knowledge I have about an emergency fund, I could write a whole book. <laughs> and I will say my answer, I was assuming the emergency fund was already funded. Um, yeah, you would want to get your emergency fund to a place where it's, it's set before you started spending extra money. Can the amount of money fluctuate each month? Like if we're doing something that costs more like a sports camp, 
I know I go to camp every summer, so do we get allotted more money for that month to cover it? The idea is is no, that the, the, the paycheck is the same every month because when you work for a company, unless you have some kind of bonus or commission, your paycheck is the same every month. However, again, going back to what I said at the very beginning, this is customizable, it is adjustable, it is flexible. So if the parents and the, and the teen agree that things are a little off, then absolutely it can change or it can, there can be a, a one-time quote-unquote bonus for a month, summer bonus to cover some expenditures in the summer. Um, it really is, uh, it's, it's not like all the decisions are made and then they're done. The parents and the teen will be communicating uh, hopefully often, if you know, weekly, if not more often than that, about how things are going. The parents can monitor the checking account because they have access to it. They can monitor the debit card. They can monitor the credit card. They can monitor the savings account, uh, which they should do. And uh, you know, if changes need to be made, then then talk about it, agree on it, and make those changes. Ooh, uh, Scott and I talked about having a money date with your spouse. Um, I'm trying to find that episode. I can't find it. Uh, but I think having a money date with your child where you go over like a once a month or maybe even over the first month, once a week, you come in, how's it going with your spending? How is it going with your, you know, your budgeting and how are you doing with, you know, how do you feel about the amount of money that we gave you? Because I'm assuming you help guide them with budgeting. It isn't just, hey, we listened to that Dan Sheiks and Claire Jensen episode. We're going to do that. Here's $1,000. Good luck. You know, I'm, I'm assuming that if you're planning on doing this, it's because you love your children. You want to teach them a, about money. So you're going to sit down and show them. I mean, you could show them how to track their spending by showing them my budget over at uh, biggerpockets.com slash Mindy's budget, where I am tracking my spending. I Have you seen that? No. Oh, okay. Well, you've heard me talk about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, all the time. Um, and, you know, having a way to track your spending so you can see where your money's going. It's one thing, I think, to have $1,000, and it's quite another to be like, wait, I got $1,000 yesterday, and now I have $1.50 left. Where did that money go? Um, oh, I forgot I had to pay mom rent, and I had to pay for my share of the utilities, and I had to you know, pay all of these things. I don't really have a thousand dollars a month. Now I have three hundred dollars that has to get me through the rest of the month. Um, so I think that would be really important. We're going to talk about money more, Claire. Oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'd like to do for Claire, just to get a, um, a quick question for me, is the investing portion. Once once she has a job that has reportable income. I'd like her to open up a Roth IRA and I would like to match her contributions a hundred percent. That'll really help her get ahead in the future. And it'll also incentivize her to really save, Hey Claire, for every dollar you invest, I'm going to give you another dollar an instant 100% return. What do you think about that, Dan? I think that's great. Um, I, I think that would be separate from this whole strategy. I think that would just be something where you say, <clears throat> it's not included in the monthly stipend paycheck. It's not including your expenses. It's just something I want to do for you. But in the strategy, you need to save money to invest in that IRA, that Roth IRA, so that I can match it and, and let them budget for that. Okay. Yeah, that I love that. I love that plan. You love free oh, money, yeah. right? <laughs> My favorite. Uh, Claire, do you have any other questions for Dan? Yeah, I had one last one. It's kind of like, 
smaller and it might be more of a personal thing. Um, if we're paying for the meal at the restaurant and then we get separate checks, do we also pay for the tip? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's your expense. No, gotcha. I like that idea. I'm just clarifying. You're clarifying. Yeah. Knew you were going to say that. Oh, I like that one. That's good. That's a teacher joke. Nice one. Um, probably the 1,510th time Claire's heard it, but the first time I've heard that one, I like it. And now every... Claire student that Dan has is going to hear it. Yeah. Okay. So Dan, at what age or level of maturity do you recommend parents start thinking about this ultimate teen money hack? Because I know like my kid is 15. I probably could have started this with Claire when she was 14. She's 15 and a half, actually almost 16. Um, I don't know that Daphne is ready at 12 and a half. Um, she's still in middle. She's in seventh grade. Uh, Claire's in high school. Where do you? Where do parents start thinking about this? I think it's probably right about where Claire is. Uh, you know, I think let let's start from the from the the back end. Um, if you know they're going to move out of your house at let's say age eighteen, um, I, I think a good length of time to to run this strategy with them would be you know around a year to get through at least one full year. So, you know, I, I would think that the latest you'd probably want to do it is about a year before they graduate high school or right about there. So around age 17, the earlier you can start it, the better, but most, most teenagers are not like Claire. Um, <clears throat> they're, you know, to start them at 13, 14, 15 might be too early, but it really is a case by case basis. Uh, most people listening to this podcast um, who are parents probably are somewhat similar to the Jensen family where they're having money conversations with their teens, I hope. And so, you know, that age could be lower. It could be, you know, around freshmen in high school. Um, but if, if the family's just beginning to have money conversations, uh, then, then you might, you might wait a year or two. And again, like I said, this, the, the ultimate team money hack for parents isn't something you just do out of the gate. It's, it's the finale. It's the, um, the, the end of their journey with you learning about money. There, there's other things you should be doing ahead of time to set them up for success in this strategy. Awesome. Dan, are there any other suggestions or tips that you have for parents who are listening to this and are as blown away about it as I was when I heard you share it on the, uh, at, at Camp Fi? Um, I mean, I have, I have, Dozens and dozens of <laughs> tips for parents. Um, uh, yeah, I could go on and on. I think, you know, I, one tip I would give parents is, you know, the book that I have, First to a Million, which is published by Bigger Pockets. Thank you to Bigger Pockets. It's, it's meant for the teenager, but as a parent, buy that book, read it yourself, and then give it to your teen and, and talk about all the different um, topics and strategies that are in the book. Um, and then buy them the workbook and have them work through that. I wrote those things just for teenagers. Um, and, and parents definitely need to be involved with that. Uh, the authorized user on a credit card is an amazing hack to start the teenager uh, with, a, with a good credit score before they turn 18. Um, having money conversations, involving them in paying the household bills before, before the strategy we've talked about today is implemented. They should be involved with some of the decisions for the household budget they should be clicking the mouse to pay the, the bills every month. Um, 
talk to them about budgeting, have them start tracking their income and expenses, even if it's, you know, as a teenager, not a lot of money's coming in and out, but have them use mint.com or some other free app to track their, their expenses and their income so they can see where their money's going. Uh, there's so many things. There's so many things. Yeah. I'll second your book, Dan. While I was reading that, I know it's geared towards getting your kids' finances together, but as I was reading your book, my thought was, wow, there's a lot of adults who could really benefit from the knowledge in this too. And one of the things I liked about your book is it's all encompassing. I would say you, you don't go super deep. You're not going to go into a simple path to wealth depth on yeah. why index funds are the right answer, but you cover it and you mention it. So your book is a great starting point for a lot of different topics. And the other thing I want to say about you, Dan, is I had the uh, honor to go to your book launch party and I met a lot of members of your tribe, the Sheik's Freaks, and uh, seeing these young people who are like 21 years old, just inspired by you and killing it in life. So inspirational. I mean, these people who say, I, I, I can't do this, look to the Sheik's Freaks. You can do it. And Dan, you can point people to a lot of examples. Uh, super cool. Speaking of which, we need to get Claire in the Sheik's Freaks group. I She's just perfect. started reading the book and it is so good. But yeah, I would love to join the group. because Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. She's reading your book. She's like, this is amazing. I'm learning so much. And Rachel Richards spoke at Camp Fi and she's like, that was so great. I learned so much from Rachel. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, I've been telling you all the same stuff, right? Welcome to my life as a teacher. For those who don't know, I'm a high school teacher and I will talk about certain things over and over and over in class. And then I'll have a guest speaker come in and say the same thing. And my students are like, why didn't you ever tell us about that? That's so awesome. I've told you 10 times. Uh, it's much like much like being a parent. Yes. Claire, do you have any final thoughts about this? I can't think of anything right now. I mean, I probably will as soon as we hit stop recording. <laughs> That's how it goes. But yeah, I'm just honestly really excited. Okay. Well, we're going to try this for a couple of months and we'll come back and uh, check back in with you around November. So after you've done this for August and September and October, we'll circle back uh, Dan, I'd love for you to join us again as well to check in with Claire and see how her uh, spending and budgeting is going. Um, Carl, you and I have some homework to do to figure out how much money we're going to be giving Claire. And we've got a credit card to to uh, look into. To Yeah, don't get excited about that credit card, girl. I'm scared of credit cards, to be honest. <laughs> Just don't spend everything. I won't. Credit cards aren't scary. Credit cards can be really a powerful tool if you use them right, and they can get you into a lot of trouble. But luckily, your bossy mom will be there to teach you how to use it right, and dad will be there too. And if you don't want, Claire, if you don't want your parents telling you how to use a credit card, keep reading First to a Million, and that will tell you exactly how to okay. do it. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> okay, Dan, you mentioned that you would share your email address so people can reach out and get a PDF about this plan. Please tell people where they can find you. Yeah. Uh, so Dan at SheiksFreaks.com and SheiksFreaks is S-H-E-E-K-S-F-R-E-A-K-S. Um, I'm sure you'll put that in the show notes. So if you're a parent or if you know someone who has a teenager that would maybe be interested in this this strategy, just send me an email um, and I, I have a PDF I can send you that that 
goes over everything we talked about today and then a little bit more too. Awesome. Dan, I really appreciate you inventing this idea. I really appreciate you sharing it at CampFi. Shout out to Stephen Boyer, the uh, founder of CampFi, for bringing you there to introduce this to us. The beauty of this plan is the simplicity and the uh, the... Yeah, the beauty of this plan is the simplicity in it to to teach your child how to handle their finances while they still have the safety net of living with you. I'm super excited to see what Claire does with it. Yeah. I am too, and I'm I'm excited to check back in. I need to do this. I should have said this at the beginning. A shout out to my buddy Adam Carroll, who actually planted the seed for this strategy. Um, a few years ago uh, on one of his uh, TED Talks, I think. Um, and by the way, parents of teenagers, uh, I, will, I will pitch this for Adam. He has a documentary called Broke, Busted, and Disgusted, and it is about the student loan debt crisis in, in America that every parent and every teenager, frankly, should, should watch. Broke, Busted, and Disgusted. Um, Google it. And yeah, so Adam Carroll is probably the founder of this idea. I definitely took it to the next level, but I want to give him credit. From episode 330, the Bigger Pockets Money podcast, we've been joined today by Dan Sheeks, Carl Jensen, and Claire Jensen. I am Mindy Jensen saying it's all about the Benjamins, baby. The market is changing, and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom, and the best investors know it's not about timing the market, it's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into real estate investing or take it to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With the Bigger Pockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com slash deals, enter a few details about what and where you want to buy, and boom, instantly matched with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com slash deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com slash deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.